Hi, welcome to the Metal Detecting Show, episode number 27. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for nearly 30 years. This week, as there is only 14 weeks to Christmas, I want to do an episode for the partners, the children, and the friends of Metal Detectorists, and list my top 5 gifts this year for you. So let's get on with the show. Hey, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy the show this week. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. And now, if you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on SpeakPipe.com forward slash The Metal Detecting Show. The link will be in the show notes. And lastly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends, and as an early Christmas present to me, if you can get around to it, hit that subscribe button. Nearly there. Only one more week till I can get out detecting again. My brownie points are at a maximum to the point my wife has stopped rolling her eyes every time I shout, I am a god amongst men every time I finish a job. So yeah, this week is episode 27, and I'm sorry for bringing it up, but only 14 weeks till Christmas. Oh my god, the year is flying in. So I wanted to do an episode for the persons in your life that will need a little help to buy the metal detectors they love, a gift that they can appreciate and love on the day. So I suggest you accidentally play this episode in the car or kitchen when that person is within earshot in the hope they get the hint. It would be easy for me to say just buy a metal detector for a thousand dollars but in my view a gift is about the thought that counts and shouldn't be something you need to put yourself under pressure to buy. So I'm going to list a number of gifts that fall somewhere in the price range between ten dollars to three hundred dollars. So starting with number five at the bottom of the list but by no means last I don't know how many times I have recommended this gift over the years but has always been a huge success when received and that's socks. I know, I know, socks, Kieran, hardly an original Christmas gift, but wait for it, not just any socks, but waterproof socks. These should cost around 25 bucks and are so handy, I almost exclusively use these to detect with as they remove from me the burden of wearing and getting into and out of welly boots. So waterproof socks coupled with a pair of hiking boots makes for a very comfortable day on your feet. If you think waterproof socks just don't say I love you, then you can add to the waterproof theme with waterproof pants and tops. But look out for something, if you can, that is hydrophobic and that is it repels water and you can't go wrong. So number five, waterproof socks. Next on the list at number four is a six inch coil. Reassure the detectors in your life that six inches is plenty. Yes, probably the most expensive thing on today's list, as most coils will come in just short of the 300 bucks mark. Don't let them fool you into thinking that they need a full 15 inch or a greedy 17 inch coil, when 6 inches will do. I have had a 17 inch coil for all my detectors, which were used only rarely, however the 6 inch coil almost comes out every other week. You don't need a 17 inch coil unless you are sure the sites you are digging are essentially trash free and these days these are too few and far between. So minimize the chance of target masking and ask for a 6 inch coil this Christmas. Just say no to a 17 inch coil and remember a coil is not just for Christmas but for life. But be careful remember that these days nearly all coils are proprietary to a specific brand so check the make and model of their metal detector to ensure there won't be tears on Christmas morning. 
Taking a bronze medal in third place, I would recommend a fines pouch. Expect to pay about 50 bucks for a good one. A fines pouch comes in many shapes and sizes, such as the apron type, which is essentially a pouch with a belt to go around your waist. I wouldn't recommend to purchase these for anybody with a little girth around their midriff. Other types include my personal favourite, the strapped pouch that hangs across the chest under your arm like a lady's handbag. Wait a minute. Anyways, for me the golden rule is to travel light. So a simple lightweight pouch is super handy, especially if they have separate pockets allowing you to separate your tools from your trash and your good finds. Other types include the full utility belt type with separate pouches and loops for tools and a wannabe navy seal look. This look can be taken to the next level with the tie pouch that clips around the upper tie of the wearer. But I have to say there is nothing funnier than seeing a middle-aged man with middle-aged spread in full camo rocking a utility belt. Funny, but I admire the commitment. Like waterproof socks, you can augment the pouch with some accessories, such as a pouch tidy, a spray bottle. Now, not a one litre Mr. Muscle bottle, but a 100ml Mr. bottle. All should cost only a few bucks. However, you can also take the pouch team to the next level and get a lightweight backpack with space for trash, a bottle for water and lunch. This is very much down to personal taste, so look to see what they have used previously. My number two gift would be a digging tool. Again, the price falls well below the budget $300, unless you're going for a full-on Swarovski crystal stainless steel spade. Let's talk briefly now about a pet peeve of mine, spades versus shovels. Everyone calls their spade a shovel, when in fact a shovel is a tool designed for shoveling dirt about, and not for cutting into the ground. What everyone uses is a spade. A shovel is a long-handed tool that looks like a spade, but has a blunt pointy tip on it. Anyways, rant over. For me, nothing says Happy Christmas like a hoary knife or a sod cutter. The Lesh brand is the primo model here, and a standard sod cutter will set you back approximately 70 to 80 bucks. Of course, there are other options available here. Similar designs from different brands, stainless steel versions, and on and on. If a sod cutter is just not going to cut it for you, of course, go a little larger with a spade of the stainless steel variety. The T-handled toothed spade is totally in vogue right now. In fact, I hope my wife accidentally listens to this episode, as this is what I'm angling for this Christmas. And finally, in my view, the best present you can get a detectorist this Christmas is a pinpointer. For the uninitiated, what is a pinpointer? Well, a pinpointer is a hand-held metal detector in the shape of a... Well, a carrot, and it helps a detectorist narrow down their field of search by alerting the operator when the tip of the pinpointer is close to the metal object in the hole. It is so important because it exponentially speeds up the recovery time of the find. There are so many good options that fall under the budget and so many good brands to choose from, but there are a few features that are vital. 1. Waterproof. It has to be waterproof. Remember, a detectorist is operating in moist conditions and sometimes underwater, so being waterproof is a must. 2. It must be ruggedized. If you're lucky enough to observe a detectorist digging in a hole, you will notice there is a bit of digging about with the pinpointer and a cheap plastic model will not survive for long in that environment. 3. Buy a reputable brand such as Garrett, who in my view make the best in the Garrett carrot, but other brands are good such as MindLab Quest and Nocta Macro, and all have options to suit your budget. And finally, 4. Don't buy from eBay or Amazon. 
as this has high potential to be a Chinese knockoff. They might look the same, but I can guarantee you they will not have the same performance or longevity and lead to ultimate disappointment. Go to a metal detector shop that specializes in the hobby. That way you can have recourse if there's any issues. Plus, you will know you're getting a legitimate product. So to recap quickly, my top five gifts this Christmas for a detectorist are 5. Waterproof socks 4. A 6-inch coil 3. A fines pouch 2. Digging tools And finally, top of the pops in the number one spot, a pinpointer. But before we go, there are many other gifts that didn't make the list that fall into the stocking filler section, so essentially cheap or small. Such as a metal detecting t-shirt, there are some great brands and designs out there. Similarly, hats, either the cap or the beanie, both are good options, especially if you're like me and follically challenged. A Leatherman multi-tool, a battery power bank with torch, Bluetooth headphones, carbon fibre shafts, on and on and on. Up next is this week's Take Time Out, where I run through an external battery capacity calculation. Time for this week's Tech Time Out. I want to do a quick one this week, and that is, with the advent of some newer detectors having the ability to run off an external battery bank, I want to walk you through how you would calculate how much time will you gain or can add to your detector's hunting time. I am not talking about how long it will take to charge, as most LiPo batteries are charged using specific charging cycles and circuitry. I'll only be referring here to how much extra time you will get from an external battery bank. It's a pretty simple calculation, but you need to have two numbers, the battery capacity, normally measured in milliamp hours, and the current draw of the charge and circuitry, normally measured in milliamps. So the calculation is capacity divided by the current draw giving time. So for a quick example, if you have a 10,000 milliamp hour battery and your detector requires 1 amp or 1,000 milliamps to charge, then dividing the capacity by the current gives you 10 or 10 hours. What does this mean? It means you can charge your detector for 10 hours at 1 amp or 1,000 milliamps, which are the same. So taking the Equinox as an example, I believe it has a 2 amp charging circuit. So doing the calculation quickly again, 10,000 milliamp hours divided by 2,000 milliamps gives 5 hours. So you can charge the Equinox for 5 hours with a 10,000 milliamp hour battery, assuming the charging circuitry is 2 amps, which has been indicated by the Equinox user manual. So for your Equinox, you should get a full charge at 10,000 milliamp hours, which essentially doubles the time you have to hunt. That's it for this week's Tech Timeout. Up next is the wrap-up. Okay, I hope you liked the episode this week of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, themetaldetectingshow.com, for this episode show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Just search for the Metal Detecting Show. The link is in the show notes. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode this week. We will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting. <laughs>